developing the ultimate athlete where most people think it's being the most explosive or the fastest athlete. But I mean, at the end of the day, the longer you can be an athlete, isn't that really that long-term goal? Obviously performing it, but you know, that's, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Like if you, you take a look at LeBron, right? How, what's he at? Years 18? Yeah. Tom Brady? I mean, yeah. was four, 43? And was 20 years or so, right? Yeah, 21, yeah. I think now. It's a combination of, well, it's, it's a lot of things. Yeah, it's not <laughs> just I, one thing. It's, it's nutrition. Recovery. It's recovery. It's, I'm sure he has some kind of lifting routine to keep to keep his muscles up to par, right? Right. Because if you don't do anything with muscles, what happens? You're not, you're not strong. You're not powerful. You're not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Strength is a foundation for athleticism, and and yeah. that's one of the things that I was learning a lot about in that in the power athlete course. It's like you know you can look at all these really cool workouts on social media and like try them out, but at the end of the day, what that person is filming. Maybe they just filmed just because they wanted to put a video out. It's probably not exactly. even their own workout. You know, yeah. you get kids trying out these workouts and then like doing a lots of plyometrics or lots of sprints yeah. without any sort of idea of how to progress it or maybe yeah. how to regress it if their, you know, stability is not on point. Like I was watching one video, his name's Paul. His last name's a little funky, but he's like an MBA specialist and he was talking about how he gets a lot of questions from young basketball players who want to like jump higher. And he'll he'll ask them to send them a video of themselves doing like a vertical jump. And he was just dissecting it in his Instagram. As the kids are landing, their knees cave in. And he had a a (laughs) compilation of all these kids' knees caving in from, you know, their jumps. And he was just like, guys, like, you guys shouldn't be even worried about jumping high right now because at the rate you're going, like it's only a matter of time before you get an injury. Exactly. Exactly. And you got to think of all those muscles that that's being triggered whenever you're attempting to jump, right? You 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 got to think of the glutes, the quads, the hamstrings, all, all, everything is playing a role. And if something is, isn't developed, right? Guess what? Something else is going to give going to compensate you know what i mean you're going to be overcompensating and then snip snap snip snippity do yeah acl <laughs> you know and i think that's one of one of the the hardest things that i've you know from what i've been like learning more and more about like getting not only just like athletes but also people like bought into a process like if yeah. you think of like a warm up for instance And if you guys have ever done like small group training or, you know, have gone to like a class before, I mean, usually the warm up for a lot of people, it's kind of like just chit chat with other people or Mm -hmm. you're talking about, hey, how you been and this and that, but you're not even paying attention to the workout. And then you get into the main component of the workout and, you know, you're lifting heavier, you're pushing it and like, you, you know, you do something to your shoulder on bench press or your knees start hurting after you squat or your back hurts after deadlifts. And it's like the mindset going into the warm up. There's a reason we do a warm up. It's not just to just, you know, lollygag and just, you know, catch up. Like there's a purpose behind it to get your yeah. body ready for that resistance, to get to ready perform. for that stress, to perform, to perform. Right? To perform you, you know, know? Like, and you, can't just, you can't just 
just jump in there and, and, and think that, you know, everything's just going to be nice and ready to go. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, yeah. You got to You got to You got to fire up those specific areas. Like for me, when I'm squatting, right, I have to fire up my glutes, like squatting or deadlifting. Like I have to do some kind of warm up to fire up the glutes. Yeah. Right. Because I know that's one of the areas that that lags for me. You know what I mean? And, and if I don't, I don't perform well. Right. I mean, simple as that. I feel like actually that, like, I feel like activating the glute medius in the glutes in general, I literally have, I would say 95% of my clients after going through some form of a dynamic warm up, start with some mini band glute activation some way or another, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. lateral walks, monster walks, you know, mm-hmm. fire hydrants, whatever it is, because it's like, that is like one of those muscle groups that tends to just be off the most mm-hmm. by off, mm-hmm. just like underactive, you know? Yeah. So, so when you guys are programming for your clients, because for most of us, we, we probably do like hour sessions. So like mm-hmm. my thing is, is how do we get the most efficient warm up to, to, to get them ready for the workout? You know, like how do you guys like organize it? What are some things like you re like emphasize more of? Cause obviously glutes is like going to be a very common focus in the beginning of the workout just because you know we sit in our chairs and in our cars and you know we we you know don't really have active glutes so it's like how do you how do, how do you guys program your warm-ups for you know your workouts and stuff yeah chris do you want to go i was gonna let you go okay, okay you, cool cool you look i got I, I got the yeah i got the mic in my hand i don't have my <laughs> mic stand right now so for everyone who can't see this <laughs> it actually looks pretty funny i look like i'm talking on a a radio station or something. But anyway, typically what I do is I will have a client either jump on the assault bike, jump on a rower, really any warm up machine. If there was at one of the gyms I train my clients at, I have like a ski erg. I have one of the erg bikes, which is kind of like a almost like a cycling bike, but it's it's pretty cool. Like you can actually turn up the intensity like you would on a rower, like with that little knob. So Something that is going to at least concept concept tool bike. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So something that's going to elevate their heart rate to a certain extent, and then after that, I'll normally run them through a couple stretches. A lot of times, starting from the floor. So you know, doing different stretches like the ninety ninety, the world's greatest stretch, inchworms, thoracic mobility stuff, and then. We'll get into doing some standing up stuff. You know, with more of my athletes, I will do stuff like high knees, butt kicks, you know, skips, things like that. But with more general population, once we get up from the floor and doing that stuff, I'll do some, some more basic stuff. Like we'll go into like lateral walks, mini bands, squats. So kind of starting from like, so for the listeners too, if like people are like, you know, want to start warming up on their own and they maybe don't have a coach, it's like start on a piece of equipment for like literally like 90 seconds, two minutes is how I do it with people and for myself and then start running through the stretches from the floor. And really like the way that I've learned and been taught as well is like a dynamic warm up should take about eight to 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be like super, super extensive unless like, mobility is a part of the programming as well, then you know that's going to take a little bit more time. But 8 to 10 minutes and, and getting through a full body warm-up and then going into some form of like glute activation, core activation, and then moving into like the, the meat and potatoes of the workout. So, so roughly around like 15 minutes, yeah, the first I would 15... Say- Minutes. Yeah, I would say 15 minutes or so and sometimes 20. But you know, the the big thing too is like for those people out there limited on time, 
a lot of times, like myself, like I would say literally a lot of times I have like an hour time frame to get my workout in. And that's get my warm up in, get my activation work in, and then get like all my strength or power movements, like whatever it is for the day, all of that in. So keeping it more around the 10 minute time frame is usually what I like to do and just get my heart rate up as much as I can and just making sure that like I'm feeling loose going into my workout. Cause like we were, you both were talking in the beginning, like, Pat, you were saying like, if, if you're not warmed up and you go in like cold and those muscles are still tight, they haven't been moving. The blood flow is, is really not moving through the muscle. You're, you're so much more apt to pull something, strain something, um, and just get, make yourself even tighter because if you're, you know, you're doing squats and your quads and hip flexors and already super tight and jacked up, but then your, your glute medius and your glutes are super underactive. You know, like you were saying, Chris, too, for you, like if you don't activate those glutes, it's a game changer. And, and I, I do banded work for my glutes before I run too, because my, like my left glute medius is much more underactive than my right. So it's like that stuff's a necessity in order for like the muscle to wake up and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I got to turn on. Yeah. 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 That that makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do you, you know how, like you said, like you only have like an hour to do your workout and you have to warm up, prep work, meat and potatoes, and then maybe like some condition or something at the end. Do you guys feel like for yourself and for other clients, maybe making like those like primey movements? Because one thing I've, I've been looking at as far as like trying to be efficient with the time that I have with clients, it's like, how can I make like the prep work, the priming work part of the workout to where we're actually emphasizing more of that? And then the resistance training aspect doesn't get into a little bit later, you know, because I feel sometimes like if I rush it or if they're late, I sometimes just kind of be like, all right, let's just get like a quick warm up in. But then by the time that when they're getting into those like first couple sets with the, with the weights, let's say they're doing like a box squat, they're still not like, they don't look really good, you know? And I think that's as a trainer, like I get in my head, like, Oh, we got to get the main stuff done. And like, you know, you're late, like, okay, like we're just going to bypass the warm up. But I feel like, no, like I feel like we should probably just emphasize that warm up portion and I mean, I say warm up as, as just like a, a word, but the exercises, I mean, I'm talking to like, maybe they got to do mini banded squats, reverse lunges, split squats, like, you know, like movement patterns that are like compound movements, but this is the focus is more on the higher volume, getting more blood flow, you know, getting them, getting the muscles, getting their nervous system, like ready to go. And then when we do go to the heavy compound stuff, it's like, they feel the glutes, they feel their adductors, they feel like all the little muscles as, as opposed to just rushing it. But I, I, I mean, I want to know what you guys think on that. Like, so, so what, what I think you're touching on is limiting the transition, the transition time between the warm up and the actual workout. So one thing that I, I like, it also depends on the, the client, the athlete, whatever, right. And who you're training. Like if you were training me, like if we were doing like like threes or something like that, we can't get around like my warm up has to be at least 30 minutes. Like, right. Yeah. I'm not going to throw 650 plus on my back just from like a 10 minute warm up. Yeah. It ain't, ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so, so often I see, especially in the gym setting, like, you know, you see, and I used to do this too. So don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Is like, just come in and like, I'm going to be squatting heavy or deadlift. Yeah. And, and I just, 
go to the bar and start squat with the yeah. bar and then throw hey. 135 on 225. It's like, man, that's a recipe for hey. some, some, that's, that's some. a recipe for disaster. So a couple of things that depends on the athlete. So if you're dealing with someone that's, you know, just straight up functional, right. They're just, they're just going in. They want to, they want to be healthy da, 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 and so on and so forth. What I like to do is I like to take the warm up and make it as similar to the movement that they're, that that first compound movement that they're about to do as possible. So Paula posted this the other day, and I love this warm up for any of my lower body days, right? The double kettlebell snatch with the band around the knees and goblet squats. That literally takes care of everything. Three rounds of that, I'm sweating, I'm, I'm ready to go. And in my case, sometimes I'm making like huge jumps, you know, I still have that 30 minute block, but if it's someone that's running through like a functional workout, that could literally get them right to the weight that they need to be at, mm. like off the jump. Yeah. Right. And that, that literally takes those three rounds, depending on how fast you're moving, could take less than five minutes. Yeah. Gets the heart rate up, right? Gets the shoulders warmed up, every, yeah. the, the core, the glutes, everything is, yeah. everything's ready to go. Yeah. Right. It's like really trying to, what I do is I try to marry what I'm doing for the comp for that initial movement with the warm up, And then I'll yeah. just put them in like a, like a round type, like two, two or three exercises yeah. in, a, in a few rounds. Kind of circuit it. And, and circuit it. And then that yeah. gets, that gets them going. I like, yes. dude, I actually really like that. And I wanted to say that like the way I describe my warm up is like an ideal warm up setting, but there are many times too where I'm doing stuff like that with myself yeah. or with my clients, especially when I'm limited. If I have an hour to work out, 15, 20 minute warm up, and then I have like five, six lifts to hit. That's in 40 minutes, I'm like sprinting around the gym. That's tough, yeah. you know? So yeah. sometimes I'll have, I'll just inner combine, you know, lateral walks with medicine ball slams with mini mm -hmm. band squats or, or inchworm pushups, you know, and just like combine into a little circuit, yeah. like you said, Chris, and that yeah. too, I feel can be just as effective as well. And it's challenging and it's fun, right? You could literally yeah. say, yeah, you did it four minutes last week. Let's see if you could do it in 350. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then it motivates them and it, and it gets, and it gets that, that mental portion going too, right there. They're competitive. They're, they're ready to go. It gets the juices flowing. I like so, that. Yeah. yeah I, li I like that concept. I, like that. I like that concept. Cause it's like you said, it gets more of the competitive juices kind of going as far as like, Hey, like you get five minutes to do this week one, but let's try to get through it quicker yeah. next week. And then yeah. that way a little bit more bought into that process of warming up effectively. So then when we do get to the back squats, it's like, you're ready to go. You yeah, know? Yeah, they're ready to go. You throw, you throw in whatever weight they need to start with and they're, you know, they're, they're literally ready to go, ready to squat. That, that makes more sense. Cause now you're taking, like Jake said, like if you have six exercises that you have to hit, like, let's say you have like two compound and four accessories, like, mm -hmm. like just even you saying that, I feel like, <laughs> dude, like, I don't even have time to even get those types of workouts anymore. You know, when you're at dude, the gym dude, you know, for two and a half yeah. hours, like we don't have that time, you know, I mean, unless dude, you get paid yeah. to be a bodybuilder or something yeah, like right. that, but it's like having that maybe one to two exercises. And then before, you know, having like your circuit based, like, you know, priming kind of session and yeah, then yeah. leading to the main stuff. So then that way you don't feel like you have to rush the session. It's like, no, like we're right where we need to be as far as like, Hey, we already primed the glutes. We warm up the hamstrings. Your groin is nice and opened up hips, opened up your calves are nice and stretched out. Like, you know, like you're, you're all, you're, you're feeling really confident going into that back squat. And when you start, yeah. you know, 
putting up some weight, it's like, oh, sure. Like I probably can get deeper into my squat. I feel more control. Exactly. You know, exactly. and, and that's going to yeah. be prime. Like the prime indicator for me is that I'm warmed up is if whatever weight that I put on my back, whether it's 135 or 700 pounds, it all feels the same. That's when you know. Yeah. It's yeah. going. It's it's on. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when seven hundred feels like seven hundred, yeah, 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 that ain't fun. Sure. You ain't warmed up. <laughs> and I feel like too. You know, sometimes what I'll do with clients as well. I would like to do this more. I don't do this enough as much as I would like to. But is like be a little bit more intuitive too with the client. Like, hey, how's your body feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what's tight? What's hey? This is what we're hitting today. Like, are you yeah. tight here? Oh yeah, actually, I am. Okay, cool. Let's open up some of these areas. Focus on this a little bit more because sometimes too, like someone might have just come like summertime. People are more sweaty, blood's flowing more. Like the warm up mm-hmm. may not have to be as long and take yes. as, as long. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I feel like it always depends, but what would you both say, like for, especially for the people listening, like as a general rule of thumb, what do you guys say for like, okay, cool. Here you have Jim Smith. You're going to give him a dynamic warm up just as a general client. What do they do? Well, I think just keeping it simple. So like, I like this, I've been using the salt bike more. So I'll have a client go on there for maybe a couple minutes just to kind of get the heart rate up. And then depending on, like I said, right, most a people- couple minutes, do you mean like, one, two minutes? I would say like a good two hard minutes, you know? Yeah. So not like just kind of cruising. Like I'm talking like, you know, you're using your arms, you're using your yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the assault bike in the beginning for that purpose. And then going into maybe some foam rolling. And like I said, I mean, right. It depends. I think the answer is always going to be, it depends. But for most regular people, they're tight in their IT band, adductors, calves. So I, I would probably, you know, have them spend like 30 seconds or maybe just focus on like five good deep breaths working on a particular area. And then from there, you know, start getting into more of like a mobility flow. So just like a 90-90, world's greatest stretch. I mean, really just kind of the same exercise you kind of mentioned earlier, Jake. And then once their joints are kind of more lubricated and they're starting to kind of get more, you know, warmed up, then I kind of activate the glutes, the adductors. I like to do a little bit of isometrics. So maybe if it's like a banded goblet squat with an isometric hold for like, you know, 30 seconds, just freaking fire up their, you know, hip flexors and their glutes and just forcing them to drive their knees out while they're pressing their big toe into the ground, like really like getting grounded in that, in that squat position. And then I like to incorporate, you know, some plyos as they kind of get closer towards the, the strength component of the workout. So whether it's a box jump, a depth jump, broad jump, and, and I'll usually pair it with whatever movement pattern we're going to be focusing on that day. So if it's a squat, It'll be like a jump squat or a box jump. If we're doing, let's say, unilateral focus, maybe we'll do a lunge jump. If we're doing deadlifts, broad jump, and then any sort of upper body focus, we usually use the medicine ball. So like Mm. rotational med ball. I love the medicine ball. Chest passes. And and like I said, keeping it like in that circuit style. So then that way, like they're priming their body for the movement that they're going to be focusing on for that day and putting their body under load. And then that way it just sets them up for that success to execute that the best they can. So, I mean, the, the only thing I would add to that is I usually, I start with some kind of core priming. So yeah. And all the bodies. 
Yeah, an ab rollout or something like that, just to get them used to bracing, right? And then yeah. I jump into one of the circuits that I kind of build out that I have pre-built based on whether it's an upper day, lower day, or a full body day. And then I cool them down with quick meditation and then boom, we're in there. Yeah. Nice. The cool that. down, I feel, gets so neglected. And yeah. I feel like it's not until you're getting older and your joints start getting more achier and, and stuff that you start to really kind of take, you take that a little bit more seriously. Because the last yeah. couple of weeks, I haven't been back squatting really heavy just because my knee's been kind of bugging me from doing more. I did too much plyometrics too soon when mm-hmm. I was like recording videos for like TikTok and stuff. And I'd be spending 45 minutes just doing plyos. And if the yeah. video didn't oh, go right, shit. if the video didn't go right, I would have to redo it. So I'm doing like single leg, you know, jump tucks and, you know, all these crazy things. And yeah, by like the end of the week, my knee, my right knee was just done. So I've taken some time away from the plyos and the heavy legs just because like you were saying, Chris, I haven't really... Fuck, what did you say? I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about the cool down? Yeah, like I haven't been cool. I haven't done any sort of cool down. And then the last couple of weeks, I've been just emphasizing like, you know, stretching out my adductors, my hamstrings, my calves. And I feel so much better, you know? Dude, isn't it crazy how much of a difference it makes? Like, oh my God. I still have to remind myself even to this day like to to stretch more, like take time at the end of the workout, do the couch stretch, stretch those quads out, you know, like, like stretch my lats, my shoulders, give myself some mobility because it's all, it's all important. And I'll I'll be honest though, it, it does get challenging when you have a busy life, you know, like I feel like the people who, and, and when I was in college, don't get me wrong. I used to spend an hour and a half, two hours in the gym, like every time I was in the gym, but like for most people, I would say, you know, 90% of the population and, and adults, like that much time in the gym probably isn't going to be like super sustainable or doable, you know? Right. So it's like, I feel like it's just creating a good balance of that, of making sure, okay, you get a little bit of a foam roll in, get a little bit of a dynamic yeah. warm out in, warm up in. And then if you can hit, you know, for the average individual, you can hit four, five, six of your main lifts. Like we were saying, like two, two compound movements and then you know, three, four accessory movements and get a cool down in, you're, you're probably doing pretty good. You know what I mean? It's, it, it doesn't have to get, get too crazy. It's just finding the balance of how do we fit all of that stuff into one. I think um, it's putting, making the, making the habit of like stretching yeah. every day. Cause if yeah. you're stretching every day, then your body should be conditioned, right? To be more pliable and flexible and, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a guy, his name's Greg Cook. You guys probably heard of him because he, he's the one that kind of coined the functional movement screening, like that FMS. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, he was saying that in a video I saw, he was saying that just if you have to foam roll for 15 minutes or you have to stretch or, you know, do all these very long, you know, <laughs> warm ups then it's something wrong with your, with your program. And I kind of was thinking about it and I was just like, fuck, like, you know, like I'm guilty for my own, you know, cause I'll spend like a good 20 minutes just like rolling, doing soft tissue work, like, you know, mobility before I even start my priming stuff, you know, but it feels good, you know? And I think that's like, I block it out of my schedule. Like, Hey, like on leg days, I'm going to, I'm going to put two hours to it, but I know that as things life gets busier, that's going to have to dwindle down. So it's like, I'm going to have to find time in other 
times of my day to get the stretching in, to get the foam rolling in. Because if I'm doing it every day, then more and more your body's going to feel a little bit more ready to go when you start training. You know, you can kind of get right into it a little bit more. I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you guys ever done that? I mean, personally, for me, I don't need to, I don't need to foam roll or stretch every single day, right? I do it when I need, when my, I listen to my body. When my body's like, yo, you need to stretch, I stretch. Mm. And I'm fine, right? I don't, I'm not saying for you people to do it, <laughs> to do that out there, right? I've been doing this for a little while now, but there's something about when you are in tune with your body, you'll know when you need it. It's just like, you know, for me, it's like when I'm thirsty, I drink water. But if I'm not thirsty, I'm not drink. I don't need to drink water. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just listening to my body. But I just I've created that for myself, hmm. and that and that requires like there was a time when I did stretch every day, foam roll every day, and so on and so forth, right? And now I'm at a place where okay, I think I need it tonight, so I'll do it. What are yeah. those cues? Are you- so there's like every night before I jump in the shower, right? I'll drop down into a squat position. If something feels off, then I need it, right? Mm. Because because on average, I can drop down into it with no problem. But then if I feel like a little a little tickle in my knee, a little tickle in my in my hip or something like that, then that's my body saying, "Hey, we need to we need to do a little something something." Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? But it's 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 one of those things where it's every night I literally do like a couple of squats before I jump in the shower. <laughs> it's <laughs> Fucking butt ass naked and shit. Oh, oh yeah. What do you like to see? Bathrooms it? all bathrooms all steamy. Then the, joint, <laughs> the joints are all lubed up. It start getting some body. I, I, I take I take I take cold showers, so they ain't yeah. they ain't no they ain't no steam in there. No, <laughs> right? Goddamn. So, just some, yeah, I'm, just I'm, some, I'm, some uh, shrinkage. Yeah, I'm a little different. <laughs> I love it. But it takes you knowing your body. And a that's, lot of people though don't don't know they their don't. body, you know, they don't know what their body needs or wants. And, and I think let alone just like, not like kind of acting out of unconscious behaviors and just like, mm-hmm. you know, just not even paying attention to what my body's needs are. Like sometimes I notice like, Oh shit, man. Like I just got to take a couple breaths right now or, you know, damn, I'm really stressed out. So it's like, most people don't think of that stuff. So, you know, and then also the other factor is like the ego. Like, I can't even tell you how many times, like my ego is like, nah, like I'm tight. And I'm like, I know I need to stretch, but I want to just get this lift in, you know, and it's like my body knows, okay, stretching would be best for me right now. I can wait a day to get my lift in. If I only got 45 minutes to get this workout in and I need the stretching, stretch yeah. and hold it up. But sometimes that ego gets in the way too. And it's like, yeah. nah, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to stretch. I'm just going to, you know, smash this workout. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's not always the way to well, In all actuality, you need to, you needed to, you needed to get the stretch in. Yeah, right? exactly. In order for the next day, the lift would probably be better and I'd be stronger yeah. and I'd, and I'd feel better. You know what I mean? But but naked squats in the bathroom, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the test. Yeah. Or, or, that's you know, test. like just, just randomly, like I, I like to, as much as possible, like if I have the opportunity, if like, if I'm just chilling in the living room with the baby, I'll just drop down on the ground and do a nice couch stretch, you know, get yeah. that back, yeah. back foot up on the couch, stretch that yeah. quad out. You know what I mean? That That's an actual stretch for people listening to. I'm not talking about laying on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. You probably should have yeah. said that. People are probably like, what couch stretch? Couch stretch? You lay down on the couch? <laughs> It's actually really painful if you've never yeah. done it before. <laughs> that, yo, 
That stretch. It that is. Stretch. That's some that's some good things for you. That's the real deal. That'll that'll open it up, man. That'll yeah. bust it down. Bust it. Bust it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs>